Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Creative clarity through book writing. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, in studio today with Stacy Ennis. Stacy is a writer, book coach, and creative consultant who helps thought leaders, celebrities, Nobel Prize winners, and average extraordinary people translate their thoughts into writing. She's the former executive editor of Healthy Living Made Simple, a Sam's Club magazine that reaches about 11 million people bi-monthly. And she's also been involved in writing or editing dozens of books, including her own book, The Editor's Eye. She has a master's in professional writing and editing from the University of Cincinnati and a bachelor's in writing from Boise State University. Stacy, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So before we dive in and start talking about this idea of creative clarity through book writing, how did you get started in book writing? Wow, that's a big question. I know. Um, was, there, was there some point in your early days where you said, wow, this is it. I love to take and craft words, the art of words. Yeah, you know, I worked on a short book early in my career, and I felt like, you know, if the heavens could part and a beam of light could shine down on me, I felt like that happened. When I got, when I kind of got started in this process of editing a book, I realized that my brain works in puzzles, and I noticed that I was able to piece together things that were really disjointed. And after editing lots and lots of books, eventually was able to use that skill actually writing books myself. So we're going to dive into this idea of creative clarity. Uh, Tell me about the book writing process and what goes into that. Yeah, well, there, there are a couple of ways I could address that, but let me just approach it as though I'm the one writing a book. Um, because I also help people write their books. So when I set out to write a book, the first thing that I do is what I call a brain dump. So if I have a topic that I'm interested in, or and this could really be applied to any kind of content, articles, anything like that, what I like to do is just sit down and get everything out of my head and onto either a piece of paper or into the computer or just whatever mode that works best for me to just get it out of my brain and on to something else. So um, what mode works best for you? I usually start on paper and then I translate that to the computer. I don't last that long on paper, but I, I like the process of writing and I feel like it helps me tap into a part of my brain that I can't really access on the computer. So once I gather all of those notes together, then the next step is researching and getting a feel for my concept to make sure that it it really is unique and different than what's already out there. This, The other part of this step of um, kind of exploring my concept is really understanding who I'm writing to, what my reader wants, what their level is as far as what they understand and how I'll need to bracket my information to the experience or expertise they have. When you're thinking about an audience like that, do you think of one person? Do you create a create mm-hmm. that in your in your mind? Yeah, and that's a that's a great question. Um, I like to create audience personas, so I'll actually write stories about the people that I'm writing to, and often they're created based on a few people I know. And I'll I'll write this little story. Usually, it's about a paragraph or two paragraphs that describes the person's education level where they work, what they're interested in, what their family life's like. And I ma- I try to make it as real as possible so that when I'm writing, I feel like I'm actually writing to a real person. And this technique is used from 
with authors all at all types of different writing um, from fiction authors to journalists oftentimes they have somebody in mind that they're writing to okay you've got you have a few more steps for us yeah. in this process so after that after I have dumped my brain out and I've started to kind of push my ideas and explore and research and figure out where I'm at kind of in the world of content that already exists out there and and pave my unique path and understand my audience, then I try to start organizing my ideas. And it, it depends on the project. If I'm working on a really complex, multi-layered project, I often stick with my computer and a Word document and move it around because getting it out on my wall might be too messy and complex. Other times, it's so messy and complex that I have to actually put things on sticky notes, stick it on my wall, and group things around to try to figure out where where what belongs in my book or in my project what doesn't oftentimes when I do this I'll find completely new areas of exploration and I'll determine that wow this really doesn't fit in my book or in my article or whatever it is because it, it's like its own book all its own so this is really adapted to what I need with that particular project now in my book I detail lots of different ways that you can approach that process of getting organized and kind of sorting through that. And create a parking lot, so to speak. Yeah, you're capturing all of your different ideas. And the cool part about this is that you're also often coming up with five, 10 different ideas for future content. So it's a really great kind of creative activity to start narrowing down this particular project or content that you're working on, but then also creating all kinds of different ideas for where you can go later. I want to pause and go back to the, that research mm -hmm. place where you talked about being sure that the concept is solid and looking to see if anybody else has tackled it. Sure. Is that tackle it the same exact way you intend to tackle it? Because I've, you've heard the saying, there are no new ideas. Sure. Yeah. I, it's more about finding making sure that what you're saying is unique in the space that you're saying it in, okay. if that makes sense. So it's okay if somebody else is talking about it, but you need to bring something new to the conversation or a different perspective. You need to add insight in a way that no one else is adding it. And if you're not, then that means you need to work harder to find a more unique approach to the content and the concept. Which could be revealed in the way you lay it out, the way you approach the topic and Absolutely. the subject. Absolutely. I mean, you can. it can be any way from how you create your book or article or piece of content. Um, maybe you'll find that there's lots of books out there, but there are no video courses. And, and I consider content anything. So any content is anything that you create and put out into the world. Um, so the reason I like this stage is that often I'll come up with totally unique and different ideas because I realize that what I thought hadn't been done has already been done, and I need to find a new way to do it. Mm. So we have had the brain dump, gotten it out on paper or onto the screen. We're working to be sure that that concept is solid. We've organized. Mm -hmm. Next on the list? Is outline. After you've gone through this whole process and you've started to organize your ideas, often they'll be in a little bit of a messy format. So they might be on your wall, on sticky notes, or they might be in a working document on your computer or they might be in a notebook that you're you have kind of a brain map drawn out whatever that method has been so the next step is really outlining your book a lot of people or book course whatever it is you're working on a lot of people skip this step because by the time they get here they just really want to start writing but the problem with that is that if they don't lay out that map for how to get to their finished product oftentimes they'll waste a lot of time a lot of energy and they'll end up with a product that's really unfocused at the end. And they'll have to go back 
And I hate to say it, but sometimes redo the whole thing because I have seen that happen more than once. Wow. So as you work with clients, especially in those initial conversations, do you see people try to start here at the outline? Yeah. Yeah. I think people expect there's this kind of romantic view of writing or content creation that you should, if you're a smart person who's creative, you should be able to sit down and just get it out. But they forget that there's this whole process of preparation that comes to even outlining a book. There's a lot of exploration that needs to happen before you even get to that stage. Now, an outline can be really any form. You have to work with what works best with your writing style. Um, I'm working on a book right now that has a 42-page book outline, and it needs it. It's a very complex book, but other books might need a five-page book outline or even a one-page book outline, depending on what you're writing. If it's an ebook, you obviously need a much shorter outline. So the, I, the main takeaway here is everybody's different and you have to experiment. So if you feel like you're getting stuck, try something different. You've mentioned complex. Mm-hmm. Have we seen a change in what readers are looking for in books over the last few years as our collective attention span is getting shorter mm-hmm. due to the bombardment of all types of media now? Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the people in this space that talk about content creation are saying get things out fast Be sure that you're continuously delivering to your reader. Yeah, I get that. But I also take a different perspective. I I think that our our attention spans are so divided because we don't have really great stuff to read. So I like to take kind of a middle ground that says, let's plan really well so that you can be as productive and efficient as possible. But let's also create really great content because that's what's going to rise above the masses. All right. Fifth point. Lastly is when I, before I start a really big project, especially a big long book, I like to take time to get ready for it. Many people just want to jump right in or they put it off for way too long. And I actually wrote a blog post on this not too long ago. And the whole idea was around rituals. I discovered in this last book that I started that I've developed this kind of ritual of Um, you know, I'll go on kind of some walks for about a week beforehand and just kind of think and listen to podcasts. I tend to clean my office. I mean, it's just a lot of little things. But for me, I need to do that so that my brain can get where it needs to be to be able to write the book. A lot of people say, well, you just need to get your butt in the chair and get to work. And that's absolutely true. You can't write your book without doing it, but your head also has to be there. Mm. So, We've gone through these five steps. I'm going to recap them really quick for the audience. We do the brain dump. We make sure that the concept is solid. You organize those ideas, even if it means uh, putting sticky notes up on the window. Then out of that, you create the outline and get yourself ready. Find that ritual that works for you in the process. For those for those who are listening, saying, okay, that's that's all great, but all I see or all I think is is writer blocks, writer's block. What are some ways that somebody can can just start writing in order to realize this concept of clarity through, sure. through their writing? The main thing is just to do it. And that means that you carve out the same time every day for a period of time and, and potentially uh, indefinitely to give time to that creative space. Um there, there was actually a study that came out recently on walking and writing and the connection between giving your brain space to think. Uh, and I, I really loved that study because I think that it brought to light the fact that you need to work that kind of 
free time into your life to be able to create. But the other side of that is then you have to actually sit down and create. And there's there's a quote I love by Stephen King that talks about how he sits down every day at, I think he says, 8.15, and he has his tea just so and his papers just so. And the whole idea behind that is to tell his brain it's time to dream now. And when you when you sit down at the same time every day to do the same thing, your brain starts to get ready for it and starts to prepare for it. And when you sit down, it will happen eventually, but it takes time. So even if you're feeling stuck, even if you're feeling like, I don't know how to write, keep at it for a while at the same time for at least 15 minutes, more if you can spare it, and just keep going through kind of the motions of writing until you eventually are able to do it and until your brain knows it's time to dream. And quality is not not of utmost importance. It doesn't even matter. Okay. Not even a little bit at this stage. Being sure my sentences are correct. No. And, okay. I mean, you don't even have to share this with anyone. The whole idea is to sit down, have a, a nice journal that you like, and a great pen, or sit down with your computer and just get stuff out. Do you have some recommendations? Pens and w- during yeah. before we started the podcast, we were talking about pens, and you're a pen aficionado. I, yeah, so. I love the Sharpie pens. I like fine point for specific things and medium point for other things, and I have a whole set of both of them that I love. So yes, the Sharpie pens and the moleskin, I always mm-hmm. pronounce that improperly, but um, those paper journals that come in packs of five, those are awesome just to be able to carry around with you in your in your briefcase or wherever you wherever you're going. So those are my favorite. Very cool. So mm-hmm. other ways that we start this process of getting clarity. One of the big things that helps a lot of my clients is to start listening for stories. Once you begin writing and creating content, you have to be really aware of what's going on around you and start trying to draw connections all the time to the concepts that you want to eventually share with an audience. So those little notebooks that you buy in the packs of five, dedicate some space in that notebook just to capturing stories. So even if it's a five words about a story that you want to connect to a concept, make those notes exactly when they happen so that later when you sit down to write your book or write your article that they're captured there. Really, stories are are way overlooked, uh, especially in business writing. I feel like people writing in the space of business think that it's not professional enough to tell stories or they need to just stick to the point. They don't want to waste people's time. But the thing is, when you close a book, the thing you remember are the stories. That is what resonates with people. I can't emphasize that enough. And it takes a lot of training and Mm -hmm. discipline. And listening. Exactly. Paying attention, being very attentive to your surroundings and what's going on. Otherwise, those stories go right past you. And if you tell yourself that you're going to write it down later, you won't. You'll you'll forget. forget. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very important. The other thing that I recommend after people have spent some time kind of getting into this habit, they've started forming this routine of writing and they've started listening for stories and they're at a place where they feel like, okay, I'm ready to write something that I want to share with people or share with someone is to get a writing coach, to get somebody that you can safely share your writing with, even though you're going to feel super insecure and really vulnerable when you send that first piece of writing. Um, It's somebody that can encourage you and coach you and give you specific direct feedback to help help you in the next steps of getting that content out to a bigger audience. And at what point, how far into the process do you recommend the coach coming in? 
Well, there's, I think there's two indications. So one is you write something and you think, this is really good. That's a great time to get outside feedback. The other is you've been writing for a while and you're still feeling really stuck a while being two to four weeks or if you're being really consistent or maybe a little longer and you just think, if I don't get somebody to come in here and help me, I'm, I'm giving up. Mm-hmm. That's a great time to bring someone in. What are some of the results that you've seen as you've watched people go through this process? Really surprising results, I would say, involve discovering entirely new ways of doing business. Some of my coaching clients get really stuck on things, and so we'll, we'll have a call to sort through it. And I had one client who was really stuck on this analogy he was trying to draw in his writing to a coaching concept. And this was a, a big thing for him because it extended into his workshops and his keynotes and his whole business model. And what we did is just hopped on a call and talked about it and recorded it and had it transcribed. And in that hour and a half or so that we talked through it, he formed a whole new approach to, to the way that he was doing business that he used in all of the things that I mentioned, his workshops, his keynotes, his future writing, his book was framed all around this concept. So sometimes spending the time to get that creative clarity to really push it and explore ideas and concepts and not just kind of get it out and move on will allow you to see things that you weren't able to see before. Another author, and coming back to the idea of story, had a really great book conceptually. He had some really great ideas in it, but he was completely lacking story in his book. And so as we talked, I, he was telling me all of these great stories. And I picked up on one in particular that I, I threw back at him as, hey, we need to start the book with the story. And not only did he start the book with the story, but then when I saw him speak later, he started his speech with the story. And the story has really become central to his message and his whole whole approach to business. So the power of story. The power of story. Absolutely. Getting it out there and, and having somebody help pull it out yes. as well and to realize the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Stacy Ennis, the author of The Editor's Eye. We're going to have more conversations with you through this podcast, The Complete Leader Podcast. If you would like to touch base with Stacy, all of her contact information is going to be in the show notes of this episode. She would love to hear from you. And you can also find her book, The Editor's Eye. So Stacy, until our next conversation, thank you so much for being with us today. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.